Welcome, everybody. It's what we do here every Friday on 710 ESPN Seattle. It's time to get in the cage. It's brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino. you got a big one coming up this weekend, UFC 238, live from Chicago, Illinois, being headlined by this man, one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the business, and he is with us on the Zeke's Pizza Hotline. He is the messenger. Henry Cejudo is here. Henry, how are you, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you guys? I, I'm doing great. It's it's good to talk to you again, and and uh, I, I've got a I've got a thing for you, man. You cannot wait to get back in the cage. That you've been waiting for this day because it feels like you know you you, you had to live with sort of a, a bit of controversy with the Demetrius Johnson. Some people thought you lost. Some thought you won. Then you have a tremendous performance against T.J. Dillashaw, and then he pops for EPO, and there's some sort of controversy surrounding that. It, 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 I would imagine that you're just going, man, I just want a nice, clean win with nothing attached to it. Let me just go out there and handle my business. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's all good. I mean, I don't care what they say. So, so are you telling me that I got lucky at the Olympics, too? Are you telling me I got lucky with meeting the greatest of all time at the DJ? Did I get lucky being the greatest bantamweight of all time at TJ? I mean, I don't know, guys. There's an uncommon denominator, and it's not me. It's these guys. <laughs> With all the controversy around T.J. Dillashaw and everything going on with him, I would think it was an even bigger feather in your cap that you could say, hey, yeah, he he popped for EPO. He's he's a naturally bigger guy. He had chemical enhancement, and I still crushed him in the first round, which should eliminate any speculation, any dark cloud, if you will, over the fight. It gives you more credibility, I would think. Yeah, I would I would think so, man. Kids, kids don't do drugs. Kids drink your damn milk. I mean... <laughs> It, it happens, though, man. It's, it's insecurity, man. It's insecurity when people do things like that. And uh, this isn't a sport to cheat. You're not hitting a baseball. You're not throwing a, a football. You're not, you know, you're you're sticking somebody with every limb of your body. So the fact that I was able to do it in 32 seconds while he was on EPO, it, you know, it just just shows the type of person that I am. I, I came in there prepared and ready. Do you feel, um, I guess the only negative to that, Henry, would be that the conversation over that became about TJ and not how dominant you were and how great you looked. People just started talking about, oh, what does this mean to TJ's career? And, oh, my goodness, look what he was doing. All the attention went to that, and I felt like it took a little bit of the luster off what, again, was a brilliant 32 seconds for you. Did you feel like you got cheated out of some of the, I guess, credit you should have received for that fight? No, not at all, man. None of that stuff bothers me, to be quite honest with you. None of that stuff bothers me, Max. I know what I did to him, and uh, I know what I could have done to him if the ref would have let it, uh, let it go on. Well, well, give me a thought. You're, you're going for another belt in another division, the Bantamweight division. The belt is on the line now as a result of everything we just talked about. You go up against Marlon Marais. Who you know, Henry, I've talked to you a few times. You're one of the nicest guys in the sport I've, I've, I've encountered, and he seems to have an issue with you. Do you think that's a guy that's just trying to hype himself up for the fight to, to get angry over nothing? Or does he have – do you understand why he has an issue with you? Uh, I think he probably has an issue with me because I'm a champ. I think he has an issue with me because he's intimidated by uh, it's normal, man. It's normal. I, think, I personally I think he's nervous. When you look at him, I mean, this is you guys are both on a roll. You're both in the midst of winning streaks. When you, when you look at his game – what what's the one area that you say? All right, I'm not going to let him do that. That's that's his strength. If I let him get in that area, he's dictating the fight. What what what's his biggest strength? Do you think? Uh, you talking about uh, Marais. Marlon Marlon is going to be his power, Brian. The fact that he's a, he's a very powerful he's a very powerful person. You know he's he's got 
you know, he's got lethal lethal hands, lethal kicks. He does it uh he does it all man. He, he's a complete fighter, you know. He's dangerous all he's dangerous all the way around and sometimes people don't people don't measure desire and that's a, that's another thing that he has in his on, on his on his plays. The fact that there's a lot of desire because he's never felt like what it's like to be a world champion. How how, how does how does this weight feel for you? As I talked about, you're going for the other belt now. You 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 know you're at 125. Here you go for the 135 belt. Does this feel more comfortable? Do you feel like you're just as quick or stronger? How do you feel at this weight versus 125? I feel good, man. This is this is this is it's, it's I'm on. I feel good, man. I feel I feel I feel at another level at 35. Uh, but the, but but again, we're gonna see on June June 8th, man. Like you guys will, you guys will see the best version of myself. As far as assuming you win, let's just play it out and say you win this title. You're the bantamweight champion of the world. What does that mean for 125? There's a lot of people talking, writing articles saying the 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 fate of that division rests on Henry Cejudo. If he comes back to the division as the champ, then maybe it survives. Dana White has not said a word whether it survives or not. Do you feel any pressure? Do you feel an obligation to try to try to keep that that division going? Yeah, you know what? I've done what I've done, man. Like Dana White. I mean, the UFC. If they decide to take the division out, it's unfortunate. I've I did my job. I've done my job. I am soon to become the face of the UFC, and it's unfortunate that the, that they believe that the weight class is worth, which is not, you know. But anyways, to reach its own, that's what that's that's what it is, man. The people, the people in power, they have the ability to do certain things, and I happen to be a, a I happen to be an employee, man. You know, and that's just, I mean, I, I, I don't know how to answer that. Well, if if you do, again, let's say you win the Bantamweight title and they, they do keep the division at 125 going, do you want to bounce back and forth and defend both titles? Or do you would you rather just say, you know what, I'm done with 125, I, I am now a Bantamweight, this is where I live? Yeah, to to reach its home. And uh, first things first, I'm not, I'm not even thinking that far. Uh yeah, you know, I, I want. I want to. I got. I got a. I got a tough opponent in front of me, in Marlon Marias, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to fighting this match and defeating him. Speaking with Henry Cejudo here on 710 ESPN Seattle for just a couple more moments. He's headlining UFC 238 live from Chicago this weekend, going up against Marlon Marais for the bantamweight title. Uh, as far as as you go, Henry, as I said, you're you're one of the nice guys in the sport. You're one of the guys who shows a lot of respect and and. Often those guys don't finish first. They don't get the attention in that case in terms of, uh, you know, whether it's pay-per-view, whether it's money, whether it's press coverage. Do you ever feel pressure to, to all right, you know, I got to step up my trash game. I got to start talking trash. That's how you get ahead. That's how you get attention. That's how you get the bigger money in this sport. Do you, have you ever felt that sort of pressure? Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's exactly what I'm doing. You, you haven't been keeping up with everything then, man, because I've been, I've been doing some pretty crazy things. And I, <laughs> I'm becoming more of a showman now. So. Oh, I've been, I've been keeping up. But, I'm just wondering if it's if it's something you feel comfortable with or you're feeling like, well, it's not no, I, it's not me, but I got to do it. No, I, it's, it is it is me. I'm just, I'm just being more outspoken about it, you know, Uh that's all it. That's all there is to it. At the end of the day, it's a competition. We have to. Find, I have to find an edge in every competition that I possibly can. So I have to speak my mouth, speak, speak, speak whatever, so my opponent can can, can get crazy, and then that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> all right. Well, Henry, before I let you go, tell me how this fight ends this weekend. It's gonna. It's gonna end with my hand raised, and you, you guys are gonna see Marlon Moraes from the camps. It's so it doesn't go to the. It does not go to the judges. 
It never. <laughs> Henry, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. I can't wait to see this fight this weekend. I wish you nothing but the best, and hopefully we get a chance to talk when you are. Uh, we can refer to you as the champ champ, the double champ. I'm looking forward to that. Thanks so much. No, no, no. You're gonna, you guys are going to refer to me as Triple C. Triple C. Champ, flyweight champion of the world, and then, yes. Triple C. Okay. All right. Well, then I look forward to that conversation where I introduce you as Triple C Henry Cejudo. I like it. Love it. (laughs) Best of luck to you, Henry. Yeah, thank you.